You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, Alex. Hey, Nick. I was trying to finish up my pizza before I spoke, but um Yeah, no. You just just keep on keep on eating. Yeah, nothing, yeah. Uh, nothing chewing. new there, you eating into your microphone, chewing mm-hmm. in your microphone. I'm used mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. I, I do uh, so so you know, before we opened this, we mm-hmm. were just talking about how we need to switch up the cold opens. We you know, do. We, we just need some fresh into, material, I think. We, yeah, you we've know, been getting into a little bit of it's kind of stale. As somebody who comes up with fresh material for a living, I was hoping maybe you could help us out i got fresh material for you are you ready for this mm-hmm. are you ready for this here we go okay we're gonna do word association okay i love it i love so it i'm gonna say a word and then you say the first word that comes to your head and then i'll say the first word that comes to my head and we'll just like see where this goes you know what i mean like let's be let's be improv actors i hate improv actors so great this is gonna go so let's well let's do it okay owl tree Beer. Uh, oh wait. Oh, I thought we were going back and forth. Got Alex. Is it, is it just me? It's it's we do it back and forth. So this you, is why I, I failed at improv. Look, I'm going to tell you. I took. I signed up for improv classes one time. Yeah. And they kicked me out. <laughs> because I couldn't make it one day. I was like, I was like, hey, like you guys have like 19 classes a week. Uh, I booked a job or something like that, and I was like, can I just? I know I signed up for this Sunday at two o'clock, but can I do the Monday at four o'clock? And they're like, no, like only the one you signed up for. I'm like, well, I can't do that anymore. They're like, okay, well, no refunds. And I never went back after one class. Well, so I'm terrible at this game. So, all right, let's start over. Let's start over. Boat. Murder. <laughs> little Justin. Little Justin. Little Justin. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Little Easy. Justice. Easy. Done. People say improv is hard, but I don't know. That was... It's so easy. It's so easy. Of course. I'm Nick Walker. Uh, who are you? I'm Alex Smolo. And today we Improvist. have... Improvist. Improv actor. Improv. Improvis- improviso. Improvisimo. We'll ask, we'll ask Jenny about it. We'll, we'll ask her to tell right. us what the correct pronunciation is. But to, more importantly, today we have possibly the best guest we've ever had in our life. I would agree with that. Yeah. 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 We've had some good ones on here. We've, we've really run the gamut. Uh, and we've yeah. had very, but, but rarely do we have somebody on who fills a deeper emotional yep. hole. She, you know? It really is, you know, somebody who walks in the room and you just know that the world makes sense. 
you know, you know that everything just fits. Um, yeah. You know, she is an she is an actor. She is she is a a grad student at the. Is university. she an improvisimo? Sarah, are you an improvisimo? Not really. So, it was no. really, it, I, I didn't mute my mic for that entire intro, and it was really, really hard to not laugh out <laughs> My mouth has been over, like my mouth has been covered <laughs> by my hands this entire time. That's good. That's what we want. We you see, do you see how I crack your wife up, Nick? Do you see how, how much joy no, she gets from, from I, me? I don't you're see just it. so funny, Alex. You're just, you're really, you really are an amazing improv actor. Thank you so much. I don't know you're where it welcome. comes from. Where my ideas come from, you know? I hate I hate getting that question. Where do your ideas come from? Because I don't know. I, they come. It's just it's unblocked inspiration from above. Comes, I'll tell you where it, it comes is. from. It comes from the the racist backwoods of Pennsylvania. That's where it comes from, right there. <laughs> we're very cynical out there. Yeah, <laughs> but, but we're, the, we're, we're cynical people. We're, we're cynical we're, people. These backwoods the Pennsylvanians. Yeah, um, but yeah, and yeah, pretty racist too. Yeah. Sarah Joyce is our guest. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't said fully who this is. This is my 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 amazing amazing uh, uh, wife, Sarah Joyce, um, life partner. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Welcome, welcome Thank you. The I'm first so official happy to time. You've, yeah. you've been here on and off, like in unofficial capacities, but now you are in the hot seat. You're the guest. Oh my! Oh my! I'm I'm a little I'm a little frightened and, and grateful and mm, and and worried and concerned and and joyful and the whole thing. Just like our marriage, just just the same. <laughs> just, just, just joyful and concerned, <laughs> so and scared little, and anxious. Yeah, scared and and so when's it gonna be over? Nervous. Yeah. Just counting down, <laughs> counting down the days. Sarah, so, so how, so, you know, obviously, I mean, it's funny because so as we record this, right, uh, we are, you know, Sarah is literally in the living room, uh, next door, so like I can't see her you know, as we record this is very, it's very sad. It's like, Oh my God. I, I want to point out, uh, just to try to, just to try to drive a little more division between you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nick, you have for this podcast, you, you have a, a nice professional microphone. You said, I didn't know if this would be clear edit. And, and Sarah has been left with a headphone microphone. Sarah, if uh, at any point you want to just come into this room, you like, have you the right ability. Now. I'm not, I'm not saying she needs to be in there with you, but if I was you, if I was a gentleman uh, or trying to be a gentleman, I would I would give her the good mic and I would, you know, bring myself down. But I, I guess you're you think that you're more important. That's Sarah, not. So. See, this is projected. Sarah, do you see what's happening here. I really appreciate that, Alex. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm really grateful for that. I, I, I do, knew. do you need anything? Do you have everything you need, like a glass of water, or you know, Nick, Nick can go get it for you. I have the water bottle that I filled up myself. I have the blanket that I put on top of myself. Oh, that I sounds have, so comfy. I have our cat that's just that's on my legs right now, so I can't really move. Amazing, and a husband who who just gives you the crumbs. I get it. Crumbs, no, nothing but crumbs. Door is closed. Nice microphone is hidden. It's, <laughs> It's, it's, it's our marriage. It's, it's our marriage. This is this is a metaphor. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a great episode. Um, this is going to be great. So Sarah, Sarah is obviously in San Diego. She is now, as we record this, on winter break from grad school. So the first question, of course, Sarah is, 
how has the first semester of grad school been? How was this? This was an experience that for those of you who are joining us, uh, you know, coming from the Hamilcast, you had talked about auditioning for grad school and then you got into, you know, a pretty amazing grad school. Um, I, I would dare say one of the, you know, I think what rated the, the fourth, the fourth best rated grad school in the nation. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. pretty, pretty amazing. Um, you know, so you're, you're doing this, this incredible thing. And, and now you are free at least for the next four weeks. So how, how was that first semester? How did that go? Uh, it was very, very challenging. Um, yeah, the, the schedule, the schedule is wild. It really, really is. Cause for a few years I was auditioning for programs, uh, and they're all very, very hard to get into. Uh, and then I got into uh, the one that I really wanted to go to, which is great. And then I got here. <laughs> oh my goodness! It's just and, I, I, oh. I haven't I haven't read <laughs> I haven't read this many plays in like a, a in like a two three month period. And I think my eyes still hurt from <laughs> from reading all the plays that I read. But I'm it was I don't think I've ever been so exhausted but so happy before in my life. So it's been. This, this, is what, this is what a lot of, you know, like new, new, new parents say, uh, you know, after, after they have a kid, but this is, this is what I'm saying about this getting my school. MFA. See, cause in my, in my head, the idea of going back to college is really appealing, especially after a year of like isolation and quarantine, like mm. the thought of going back and being forced to like study a lot and learn new things and, and get practice in without like, you know where you're just focused on doing that one thing. Is, is it, is it as, as gratifying as it sounds to step back into that environment? You know, it really, it really, really is. And it's, it's interesting because at our age, like we're, we're proper adults now we're in our early thirties and I, I am so much more secure as a human being. Mm. Um, so being able to take in all of this information as a student um, there, there's so much more critical thinking. There's a completely different perspective I have now just as a student, as opposed to, you know, when I was in conservatory in my early twenties and I was just <laughs> a mess <laughs> and just try, trying, to, trying to like do check off and shape here. <laughs> I was an insecure, broke mess <laughs> in my early twenties. So it's, yeah, and, and what is it? What has it been like with with COVID too? Oh my God! So it's 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 been a blessing and a curse to be honest with you. During COVID, it, it's it's such a blessing to be so focused on school right now mm. because it's still happening. Granted, it's happening on Zoom, but ha- having this extreme focus on something right now, especially on something that you love. Um, and, you know, and, you know, we get a, the students get a stipend for being here, which is really, really fantastic. So if, if I wasn't in grad school right now, um, I would just be unemployed during <laughs> quarantine. <laughs> so that, that would really, it, it would have been a challenge. Let's, let's just yeah. say that. So it's, it, it's been a blessing, but also the curse part of it is that, you know, it, it is completely over Zoom. So all of all of our scene work is happening through laptops. All of our classes were in our apartments, logging right. to Zoom. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny because like you're you're doing you're doing work, uh, you're doing acting for stage, but inevitably because you have to do all of your scene work over a camera, you're actually 
you're doing film. So and it's it's so it's bizarre because we we did the Fall Shakes this year, the Fall Shakespeare show that's associated with the Globe was a Midsummer Night's Dream. Um and you know, we all filmed it in our apartments. Um and it's it's just like they they dropped off a dropped off a professional camera. The sound crew gave us microphones. They dropped That's off amazing. costumes. I did my fitting via Zoom. And then every day, like I was called at like nine. And depending on who I was playing, I was playing Titania and Hippolyta. So I either had to have all these create. I had to do my own like makeup, lighting. It was it was utterly insane but it was also really cool because we got to learn about all of this stuff and you know now now we can set up lighting for auditions like like pros. yeah it's like a, a nice skill set such a weird situation though it's so bizarro like i'm twilight zone i gotta mm-hmm. i gotta jump in here because i will say as somebody who's who got who's had oh, some... shit you're still here oh my god <laughs> it's just it's, it's alex he's just such a captivating person to yeah, talk to i got, you know what I I mean? got so caught up in in the the energy of our conversation sarah i just forgot I That's mean, so cool. I'm never not caught up in your energy. I could vomit. I could vomit <laughs> on both of you. Um, no, but I think that's one of the, I think, you know, as somebody who's gotten to watch Sarah um, do this, I think that's one of the wonderful things has been kind of the the way that she's been able to um, adapt to this new situation. And, you know, it's it's, especially for people who are studying theater and studying classical theater. I mean, like, this is, this is like, literally could be one of the worst situations because like you can't you know you can't be in the same space that that is theater that is literally what theater is um and even i mean that's kind of what film is too but i what i've loved has been um you know watching watching kind of the malleability of of how sarah you know if i'm if i may gush how you have approached your curriculum and how you've approached these classes and um it really has been I mean, quite and just being being real, just really inspiring to see you tackle this schooling. And like the schooling is still hard. I mean, these people are, you know, when I tell you that these people are working her, um, she, you know, she has class from 9 a.m. to 5 and then usually has rehearsal from 6 to 10. So and that's Monday. Ooh. Sorry, that's Tuesday through Saturday. So it's I mean, it's a full work schedule. I mean, she's, that's intense, yeah. she's going. And, um, but you, you have, you have done it and, and you're continuing to do it and you have done it while at the same time finding time to maintain your sanity and your emotional health and your physical health. And that is, that is really, really wonderful. So I'm just very proud of you. Very proud, very proud as your, as your husband. Aw, thanks, Nick. Thank you so much. That was really sweet. Yeah, you know, she's (laughs) my wife. He's my wife. I mean... the key to getting through stuff like this is is to keep it new, right? Like you really want to keep things fresh. Um, the, the key, key, new. And you've done it so. Problem was like you have pivoted so should have so early, so per so early and so poorly, well, like early was, and poorly. Well, this one. Oh my God. No, fourteen fourteen minutes is not too early i mean not too early because because no. we need we need a lot of pre before we get into selection we need a lot of we do need a lot things. of a lot so of coverage. we've gotten all the what's up with everybody's life out of the way like you already know this stuff about sarah too you're asking these questions like you're interested about finding out the answer but you know 
you see, you know, you're acting right now. You know, you're you're. I'm not you're acting. False. You're a false no, I'm, I'm not acting. You know, you know. I consider myself a uh, a conduit for the people. I'm here to ask ah, questions. I see. So that the people yeah. can gain further knowledge and insight into you're, Sarah's yeah, life. You're like a, like a lawyer. You know, you I, never ask no, a question no, you don't know no, the answer to. I am not an advocate for her. I am but a a looking glass. Do you know what I mean? I'm I am yeah, the the lens. So Keanu. This is all very Keanu. And oh, so Keanu. I'm <laughs> lost. I'm I'm completely lost right now. Just like our marriage. Uh, and that, <laughs> just, like our, just like our couple therapist. Just like <laughs> every day. Um, <laughs> but, so lost. So lost. So um, confused. No, well, Keanu is, uh, so Alex attempted to do a uh, pivot and it was terrible, but Keanu is is the subject of today, which is why you're here, because when I told Sarah that Keanu was happening, it was kind of like, like we knew we kind of wanted to bring Sarah on. And then when I told her, it was kind of like, yeah, I, Sarah had, Sarah's going to have a lot to say about this, the Keanu movie. Like, wh- what is your connection? Can, can, can you just break down, Sarah, just a little bit of your connection to <laughs> Mr. Reeves? Uh, and his work because I feel like I feel like you actually this is a very deep subject for you this is like very very deep cut like take us through it listen okay (laughs) (laughs) I I have been a lifelong Keanu Reeves fan even through all of the the mockery and the hazing and all of this other nonsense. Ever since I was a child, I have always been a Keanu Reeves fan. I would have been, I was like nine years old defending this man's work to the masses. <laughs> um, I, I, I can get into it now. Like, like, you know, my background on Keanu Reeves, first of all, he's a very talented comedian Second of all, when he was, what, like, fucking 22 years old, when he was really, really young, Fox was just like, hey, you, we're going to put you in this movie. We're going to ask you to leave this film for our studio. I know we're in a kind of a different time now, but in, like, the early 90s, how many people in their early 20s could have done that? I mean, have I done that? Have you done that? That is a that is a hard thing Big to ass. accomplish, <laughs> you know? Yep. Um, and I, I think a lot of people who comment on maybe, you know, his quote unquote, really chill energy that translates into stupidity. I really don't think that they're well versed in his entire body of work and Mm. how he actually does have some freaking talent, you know, and it's just, uh, yeah, it, it goes deep, Sam. It goes deep. So I'm glad that you brought this up because this is something, you know, I I watched, uh, you know, again, at the time of this recording in the past couple of weeks, a video game is called out called Cyberpunk 2077, um, which uh, if you haven't, I'm not, I don't play video games, but I don't play video games. Yeah, but you watch, I watch watch video games. (laughs) I love what I will fall asleep to a good to a good cutscene compilation. And so I have watched all eight hours of cutscenes from Cyberpunk. See, it's probably for the best. So I'm in the middle of playing it, but it is it is a buggy mess. They released it way too early, so I it's probably that. better to just watch all of the cutscenes. Sarah, have you heard of this video game? Not really. So, so this is this video game is like a. I mean, it's Cyberpunk. It's like a you know first person. Um, crazy. It's like a, the world of William Gibson, basically, yeah. like Neuromancer. Like it's all people. And and the Matrix, I mean, it, yeah. it kind of fits with Keanu because of that. It's it's digital, a, uh, uh, what would you call it? Like a 
I mean, cyberpunk, I like know. literally cyberpunk, like, yeah. cyberpunk world where people are kind of half dystopian half, digital yeah, future. Dystopian, yeah. yeah. People are kind of half, half machine, half man, but, but, but Keanu Reeves is the star of this video game. Um, he is, he is a character named Johnny. Oh my God. Silverhand. Silverhand. Thank you. And, uh, it's, he, he like is your, your spirit guy is the best way to say <laughs> He's basically like, he plays this, this like, this like bioterrorist who, yeah. who dies, but his consciousness is transplanted. Yeah. He's a rock star who like decides to go blow up a building one night after his concert. And like he he gets his, he's like a bad guy and he gets his consciousness transplanted onto a little chip that then the actual main character of the game, like 50 or 60 years later ends up having to like, you know, whatever, put it in his own head. And then, so this guy basically just has Keanu Reeves in his head for the whole game. Oh my God. Every time you go to a mission or something, he just like pops up and he makes some snarky comment about it. Because yeah, he's, he's kind of like, like an asshole, and he's sitting there like, like, get, like, get like, out of here, like, like the devil <laughs> on your shoulder, just like talking to you the yeah. entire time. And it's like, it, imagine if you had that in your life. Like, if any decision you made, Keanu Reeves popped up like sitting on a table nearby and just made some comment about it, like some about how stupid you were. <laughs> so I, I would actually be a very happy person, right? <laughs> you need to watch some of these cutscenes here because you will laugh your ass off. They're like. <laughs> truly ridiculous with him he's like he's got like he's like in his full like john wick hairstyle you know like like, (laughs) lightly bearded like fully full long flowing hair but like also in like this like tank top and like tatted up and like these tight cargo pants and it's just he just looks it's insane um but so good but yeah it's so it's but but I, i say this because um the reason I'm glad, you know, circling back to the original point of this, I'm glad that you brought this up because so one of the one of the many benefits of being married to Sarah is her introducing me to several worlds of film. Right. I, I consider myself a, a, a lover of movies, but I, you know, when I started this marriage, admittedly had a very, very, very specific era. I would say it was from 1993 to 1993 and had to do with Jurassic Park. And Sarah has very much expanded that. And one of the things she's expanded has been showing me that Keanu Reeves has range and, and like kind of, and kind of very much advocating that. And that, that is something that um, I have really loved opening up to, Um, you know? So, I mean, it's, it, it, to your point, Sarah, I think, I think that that is something that we kind of, have associated with him is like this this kid who just can't act and you know got into the movie business but it was it was it was a bit of a, a smear like you said a smear campaign like it yeah. was i mean let's let's break it down a little bit i mean about about what is the keanu fact like what is it that people see on the surface of keanu like what is a keanu reeves movie what is a keanu reeves performance uh because it goes deep but when we did Nicolas cage it was kind of the same thing it's like you you shoehorn him into this idea of who he is but but there's actually a lot more but like who who is it yeah, that people I, see. I yeah. think that shoehorned idea of who Keanu Reeves is, it, it, I, I think it really does get its inception from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. You know, you think that, that was like the, the genesis of it. Yeah, I think that's where I think that's where Fox. Once we start talking about kind of how Fox put him in career jail for a minute, um, mm-hmm. I think they kind of pulled from that. But I think he did get a reputation, and he got a bit of. Um, you know, he was typecast after that kind of like, whoa, kind of dumb right. energy. And that, that kind of, 
And he's played a few characters like that. It was um, in Parenthood he got cast as, as, as that, even after, you know, the sequel of Bill and Ted. I, I think it's I think that's where the inception is. Right. And it kind of runs through it kind of runs through more stuff because you move into movies like Point Break, uh, stuff like that, where like it's a more serious like he has a more serious profession. He's got a bigger world than just being like a dopey stoner. Uh, but he still carries that like how much is really going on behind those eyes, Keanu? <laughs> like how much is no. How much is really going on behind those eyes? <laughs> you good? You good, Keanu? You good? You good? Like, but that's the question, right? Because he, he, it seems like either there, it's in one ear and out the other, and he's just happy to be there, or he's really processing it and just not projecting it in a normal way. You never know. I, I think in Point Break, he he was playing an FBI agent, and I think with with FBI agents, you have to be clean crisp you know to the point right uh, you have to follow the rules you really really do and you have to kind of blend in and be that person that people don't really notice and i think i think he you know brought that into his performance <laughs> then he, he developed a very deep and beautiful friendship <laughs> you know right. well let me so, okay let me sarah let me let me ask you this because this is we we actually had this this brief talk a couple of days ago about not a couple it was like a couple of weeks ago i think about johnny depp um, maybe it was about maybe a couple months ago. Oh my god, I forget. Um, but do you remember the talk we were having? This was, where we were, this was like last week. This was like last week. There you go. I'm guys. I I just started like you know like it's crazy. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to remember details, dates. You know what I mean? It's like memento over here. Uh, but you know, we, we this, was last, this was last week. Just last week. <laughs> Listen, it's 2020. All the weeks blend together. We don't know where we are. We don't. We don't even know if we're gonna survive. We're just making it day by day. Uh, thank you for being a friend. Um, you know, it's it's uh, Johnny Depp, the Johnny Depp, uh, you know, quandary, uh, conundrum. The idea that this is, you know, actors who have training, right? Actors who have that specificity of thought in their line, in their delivery. Um, you know, people who are able to bring um, something that that seems crafted to a performance and, 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 and then the actors who are more their personality, right. They're just kind of showing up and nothing like uh, there's no judgment in any of this. This does not make you less of an actor, but there's the, you know, then there's the actors who, who show up and, and kind of have that personality and um, just, just appear on screen and that's what you get. And that's, and that's what it is. And then there's the actors who can kind of do a, a blend of both. Like we'd said that Rachel Weiss is, um, you know, her, one of her gifts is that she is a clearly an actor of craft, but is also it, it's just so natural, right? She has probably done pages and pages of work um, on every character she plays, but you you would never feel that she is acting something. It is always just grounded and central in her and never feels forced in any sort of way, as opposed to, a, you know, as much as I love Daniel Day-Lewis, Daniel Day-Lewis is coming in to act. You know what I mean? Like right. you're seeing this man act and, and there's not, there is that kind of performance quality to it. And so where do you, my question to you, Sarah, is where do you feel Keanu falls in that kind of spectrum? Um, you know, is he, is do you, I mean, not without, you know, knowing his preparation or maybe you do, what do you feel that he's more of a craft actor? Do you feel he's more personality? Do you feel he's more craft that ends up feeling like personality? Like what, what do you feel that is? What's your gut? I think 
that's a good question. And we um, we were we were talking about. I think the conversation we had was kind of comparing Johnny Depp's work as a char- like like Johnny Depp's work to kind of Brad Brad Pitt's work or even Leonardo DiCaprio's work when we were having this conversation. And I was like, well, you know, it's kind of like Rachel Weisz and I don't know, like Kate Kate Blanchett because Kate Blanchett she's very much a character actor and she can disappear into any single role. Whereas Rachel Weisz's work, I wouldn't necessarily call her a character actor. I wouldn't say that she completely disappears and blends. She always brings something that's quintessentially her. And what is quintessentially Rachel Weisz is just, there's always a grounded intelligence, but it doesn't, it doesn't even matter who she plays, like be it Evelyn Carnahan and the mummy, or even <laughs> that fucking Jack Black movie where he made that like <laughs> poo spray. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. What? Yes. yes. She played his wife in that movie. <laughs> it was a whole thing. Weird. Yeah, it was a whole thing. But in terms of where Keanu Reeves kind of kind of falls on that spectrum, I feel that he's more than uh, he goes by feeling. He's more of just an instinctual feeling actor. Uh, you know, Johnny Depp isn't isn't formally trained, and I I don't believe Keanu Reeves is either. Um, I think a lot of the actors who kind of came out of that era, I think the film industry was just trying to capture straight up essence. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, but yeah, I, so I, I like think a George Michael music video, just the essence. <laughs> the essence of George. I, I made Nick uh, watch some George Michael music videos the other night, um, and Some it was really just, just randomly like, "Hey, Nick, get over here! You got to see this." <laughs> it George like, Michael music videos. It was like three George Michael music videos. I forget. I forget what started it. It was. It was. But, I think we were singing "Freedom," and then you're like, "Oh, I want to see this uh, one." The thing is, oh, Sarah, wait, no, we, we were watching Always Sunny bloopers, and I was like, yeah. "Ooh, now I want to watch the Freedom music music video." For like, when they did. Of course, it. this is your guy's life is just <laughs> sitting around watching Always Sunny bloopers together. That's literally all we do. Transitioning to George Michael music videos. Accurate, and then ta- and then talking about the mummy, like yes, <laughs> all, all <laughs> um, but <laughs> to, to to get back to your question, I I wouldn't necessarily say he's a character actor. No, no, he I don't believe Keanu Reeves is that. But there, he he does have range. Like if you if you compare his performance from one of my favorite comedic performances from Keanu Reeves is his work in the movie, I Love You to Death. He plays this drugged out punk of a guy um, who he shares all of his themes with William Hurt. And he plays like this hired hitman, but he is so incredibly funny in this movie. If you compare that role to his role in Constantine, there. No, it's it's like it's like night and day. It's very very different. Um, but I wouldn't say he completely transforms. He he does have a proper energy that he brings to every single character. Uh, I think I think there there's an there's an ease, maybe a bit of an aloofness, <laughs> but there's definitely there's definitely an ease there that I that I personally love. You know, mm-hmm. and can I say can I say this? And this is the other thing that you just that, that you just made me think of. I will say, Keanu. I feel like without knowing again, without knowing him, without ever having been on set with this man and watching his process, I feel like this is someone who has picked up tricks of the trade 
as he's gone along because the Keanu that we're seeing now his like just his just in general how he uses a camera is incredibly different from the oh, Keanu yeah. that you think there is seen. a reason he has lasted this long and there is a reason why he is still on top yeah yeah. Do, you, do, you, do you think when he gets selected for a role and and a, you know from a director, do you, do you think that he gets chosen more specifically now? Because like early in the '90s, he's like a a pretty boy young actor, and they're sticking him in whatever blockbuster they they have, whether he fits or not. He's just you know a big actor. They're going to make him a big actor now. He is Keanu Reeves. He's got such a history and such a persona. Do you think that the stuff that he does is a lot more selective of Keanu Reeves, almost like? tailored to him specifically um, and maybe that's why he's you know yeah i think that's a really good question when when nick and i were watching the john wick movies we were kind of talking about how those films really really play to his strength mm-hmm. um you know he's such a physical actor he can move really well he can do all these things um but <laughs> Something that Nick said that did make me kind of just like that did that did kind of spark a Keanu Reeves debate we had in our relationship was like you know I really Nick said that he thought that the people who created John Wick played to his strengths by giving him very few lines and I was like what are you talking about <laughs> I mean okay. no, he no, has not. Arrange, he has well. to arrange what you think. He does. he does, and Sarah, and you showed me, you showed me a movie, and I don't want to, just in case it's your choice, I don't want to, I don't want to get into that movie. Is that movie your choice? That's is that the movie With that John I'm, Wick? No, 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 the movie that we watched in response to my comment. Oh no, no, I, I don't okay. think that's, I don't think that's my choice. But Alex, to answer your question, you know, I, I, I do think, I, I, I do think at this point in Keanu Reeves' career, I think. I, because he has such a, because he's worked with so many different people, I think they know who they're hiring. I think they know what they can get. But they, mm-hmm. I, I do think they're also intelligent because they know he can be very serious. They know he can be incredibly funny and very, very charming. Um, so yeah, I, I think they know what they're working with. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Keanu. He's he's he is he's really done so much stuff. I'm like thinking, just thinking about all the different stuff that he's done. Absolutely, um, absolutely. So, so before before we get into, well, first of all, uh, you know, we need to, as always, take a commercial break or just a break because you know maybe when you're listening to it, there's not a commercial yet. Sometimes we'll never know. We'll never know. We just we just know that we need to break and then we'll come back. Um, but when we come back, uh, you know, we'll get into our movie choices. So like, we'll see you on the flip uh you know enjoy our ad revenue you sons of bitches hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. 
Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. See how quick that was? It was so quick. It was amazing. Edit point. Um, but but this is uh, so. Before we get into the movie choices, I wanted to ask about this because um, this is something that I think we sometimes run into on the show. Are we mm-hmm. picking the quintessential Keanu Reeves movie or our favorite Keanu Reeves? Well, movie? I think especially because we've got three of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I like to in this situation pick one that's not maybe not the best or not even the quintessential, but has an interesting talking point to it. Yes. Uh, I think between the three of us, we will land on the best, the most Keanu-y Keanu Reeves movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And if not, there's no way that we're not going to, like we're going to talk about, uh, we already have talked about so many of his other, yeah, his other works, right? There's so many options. Um, Yeah. Sarah, what do you think? Oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I I okay. <laughs> I know you asked, you know, to 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 make some choices, and whenever I whenever you ask me to like make some choices, I I'm not sure if I can, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I, I I think I have one or two choices, and then I have just a few honorable mentions. <laughs> we love that. That's gonna be really fun. Well, I mean, you you will go you will go last as you are a guest of honor, so <laughs> we, we will save yours for the for the last bit. Um, if you're just joining us for the first time, which you know maybe you are, like welcome. Um, awesome. How we do this is we you know we set this up. Uh, you know we 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 describe the first you know thirty seconds to five minutes of the movie until uh, another one of our intrepid travelers guesses what the movie is. You, I think we'll all be able to guess these movies pretty quickly i'm assuming that we will all guess each other's movies very quickly i'm also wondering alex if you and i might have chosen the same one i know that we've talked about several keanu reeves movies uh throughout the course of this show and i think there's one or two that get kicked around a little more yep and i'm that i chose one of those so uh we may have we may have and it's a weird choice because it's not it's not quintessential Keanu, but I think in ter- if we're talking about his range, I think it's a, a revelation of of his of potential. Range. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I'll, you know what? Then I'll go first because mine is quintessential Keanu. Mine is like quintessential Keanu in a movie that quintessential Keanu potentially does not belong in whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't 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 like like don't let him do that in this movie or don't or please, or please help him like 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 they, like you know please find something different i mean though and i think that's kind of the whole my 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 perspective on the whole movie is like do something different and not just with keanu i think i think this movie in general is just like good lord so you guys are gonna get this right away because we open with flames devil's advocate <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I picked. Up. Let me tell you guys. That was that was mine. I love it. I love that we went to the same one. <laughs> I knew we would because it's so wrong. I'm sorry, I didn't. Please, Kevin Lomax, John Milton. Nice to meet you. So, have we been treating you well? 
Very well, thank you. And your wife, she had a good time? She sure has, it's been great. The whole thing's been great. That's our secret. Kill you with kindness. <laughs> this movie uh, is amazing. so wrong. It's got everything. Guys, it's got, oh, it's got every. Can I tell you really quickly? I just want to tell you what my experience with the movie was. So in 1996, my mother and stepfather got a divorce and it was, it was a bad divorce. It was very painful for my family. And, you know, we won't talk about that part. What we will talk about was the, the next year was very much a year of me and my mother, like bonding as a unit. And, um, so part of that was movies. We went to see every movie we could together. And that like, we movies were very much our, how we bond because we in part part of that too is like we're you know Sarah can attend. This is not a movie that you see with your mom. <laughs> you're, you're about to get, how yeah, how exactly old are right. you? Like, like Why well, was it? Oh, I was 11 no, years old. So, no, so no, here's, no. here's exactly what happens. Oh, so my, my mother, you know, we're, we're bringing, you know, she brings me to these movies because Sarah can attest to like me and my mom also like not the most talkative people often. Like as much as I'm talkative on this, like we like, especially like if we're recovering from something, if whatever, we're very much people who like to just kind of zone out and like be in our own mm-hmm. thoughts. And so the movies are perfect for that. So she just knew all she knew about this movie was that Al Pacino was in it. It was about lawyers it looked really interesting. She was at that point, like starting to to dabble in, um, you know, in looking at like maybe a career transition into the church. So like it was like, oh, the devil's advocate. Oh, that's interesting. Y'all, I sat down at the Circle Cinema right outside of Boston College uh, in the movie theater with my mother. And we sat down to this film. Um, the first sex scene, gratuitous sex scene, is gratuitous. within 20 minutes of the opening. Do you mean, I mean, the first scene in itself is, <laughs> is, 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 is incredible. Is Keanu Reeves, you know, <laughs> destroying the character of this poor young child in Gainesville, Florida. Have other teachers ever asked you to stay after class? Once or twice. Did they want to talk to you about your behavior? Objection, immaterial. Goes to motive. Overruled. You may answer the question. Well, I don't know what the other teachers wanted. You'd have to talk to them. You ever pass notes in class, Barbara? Maybe a note that made fun of Mr. Geddes. Um, you know, uh, it's a case. He's 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 a lawyer defending, uh, you know, a client against a charge of child molestation, and um, you know, you have this the the first person you see in the movie is this poor young girl on the witness stand who's clearly been molested by this guy um and he like the guy's clearly guilty and yet keanu reeves launches into this tirade blaming her for her own sexual abuse right in here about mr gettys aren't you it was meant to be a joke have you ever had a party at your house barbara when your parents were away? Objection. Your Honor, this is way out of Credibility line. and bias. Overruled. Answer the question. Yes. Have you ever heard of a game called Special Places? You're under oath, Barbara. A man's career, his reputation, his life is on the line. This is not a joke. Have you ever played the game? Special places. 
that is the first thing. That is the starting point of this film. Is a, is a is a is a school child blamed for their own molestation, and it only goes uphill from there. It is. And it sets up the question: Am I a bad person? Am I? Yes, I'm going to tell is you what I'm doing wrong. If I'm blaming this school child for being molested, I don't know. Let's take a movie and find out. Let's take an entire two and a half hour film to find out everything that is done in this movie is. Oh my god. Red- it's and so so let's talk about the Keanu of it all, guys, because that's I yes. think where, where, why I chose this. And I, Alex, I want to hear what you think about this too, um, yeah. as it's your choice as well. Oh, his accent! Oh, his accent. Boy. We got to talk okay, about his first accent, the, the Keanu accent. There have Listen. been several fantastic examples of Keanu accent throughout movies. Oh, his, um, oh my god! Definitely his, one of them. His accent in uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Listen, it, it was a bit of a shame, especially because his mom is actually English. But like, come on, we got we got to give him a pass for that. The making of that movie was apparently very tumultuous and odd. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I've heard yeah, that. I've heard that as well. And his his performance is notoriously Keanu. I mean that that Bram Stoker is definitely one of the ones that set him up for like, oh maybe he maybe he is just maybe he is just Keanu. Maybe the range isn't really there. But like, if you're, if you, you know, because I, Sarah, well, Sarah, you know a lot about Bram Stoker's. Because talk to us about what that rehearsal process was. Because they like, they almost rehearsed it like a play, didn't they? Like, wasn't they, they? They did. So Francis Ford Coppola got the rights to this movie, and he brought all of the actors to some cabin. I, I think it was in England, or maybe in like in the in the English countryside. He got all of the actors to stay and rehearse in this cabin, and they played endless theater games and like improvisational games and things like that and a lot of these actors in this movie are just straight up like la film actors oh yeah i'm sure gary oldman loved it and then everyone else is just like what oh yeah gary oldman carrie elwes and anthony hopkins were just like yeah this is this is what you do it's i love this but like <laughs> the the guy who played the Rocketeer, who uh, who also played Quincy in Bram oh, Stoker's Dracula, he's a, he's, a Campbell, he's a Campbell sibling, by the way. Cam, he's a Naomi Campbell uh, and Christian Campbell's uh, older brother. I, I I always forget his name. Oh, really? Yeah, that's. Yep. Hold on, oh, you're... right now. Oh, Nev Campbell. <laughs> I was like, Naomi oh, Campbell. Campbell. <laughs> okay. I know, I was, that's what I was happens when we were watching right? Goddamn George Michael. So I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi Campbell. I was really his freedom music for video. A second. <laughs> Wait, I, I didn't know video. that. Yeah, yeah. Hang on. Campbell, uh, sibling Rocketeer. Let me find this guy. Because uh, uh, I, I know this because uh, this is. Uh, uh, yep. Uh, it's. It's. Fuck. It's. Uh, You're bad at Google. Oh, man. Wait, no, I'm wrong. No, you know what? I'm wrong. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't gonna say anything, but I was like, I don't think that's true. He looks, you know what? He looks like Christian, but he looks like Christian Campbell. That's why I'm. That's why they could be kin. They could, in fact, be kin. They They really could be. be. Um, But yeah, this this actor in the making of documentary, he's like he's just chiseled face, very LA. Hasn't done a day theater in his life, and he was just like we were playing all these weird theater games, and it was just really bizarre. But like, there are certain shots of how. Francis Ford Coppola um, had um, Keanu Reeves kind of go outside in nature and read Shakespearean poetry out loud because Keanu Reeves, like he loves Shakespeare, and like so you see a lot of you see a lot of scenes of Keanu Reeves outside reading Shakespeare and practicing, and you know I, he, 
he did his work. He did his work. Guys, I just want to jump in there really quick. The actor's name is Bill Campbell. So I'm not Bill completely off. He is a Campbell. He's just not from the Campbell from the Campbell <laughs> dynasty. Word, word. Campbell dynasty. Um, but yes, good to, know. good to know. I'm not completely stupid. Um <laughs> No, no, but yeah, I, you know, it, 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 with, with, with this, I just, you know, your character is from Gainesville, Florida. Now, granted, Charlize Theron not helping you out. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's not coming in with, with a consistent accent either. Um, but it was just, with Keanu, it was just so much. Maybe because he is a lawyer in this movie, maybe because he's, he spends so much time, um, you know, expositing, talking, um, you know, and it's a very verbose character. You just, it just, it's like nails on a chalkboard. It's, it just hits you. It hits you hard. Yeah. It hits you fast. Well, I think, um, I think, I mean, Keanu's placement in the, in the Hollywood scene is a little like his character here, right? He seems like, like a good down home Southern boy, right? Raised by a ma, you know, small town, just a nice plain dude, uh, which he is in this movie, except that he's like the best lawyer ever, and not only in town, but ever and getting recruited. And so you get this fish out of water sense, right? He goes to New York and he can handle it, right? It's not about he's in out of his depth or anything like that, but like who he is as a person, you kind of stick with this idea that he's, he's got good down home roots, right? He's, he's a mama's boy and he's, he's, um, and nothing about, uh, the script, the character in the script really says that it's really, it really is in the casting of Keanu Reeves that that stays believable, that there's, a, there's despite everything he's agreeing to and the situations he's in, you still you do know, like him. Yeah, you do you like, like him. him, right? Yeah. You know that there's an innocence in there. There's a, there's a resistance to this evil. So. <sighs> but the evil is personified <laughs> by an actor named Al Pacino. Touch, but don't taste. Taste, don't swallow. <laughs> and while you're jumping from one foot to the next, what is he doing? He's laughing his sick fucking ass off. He's a tight ass. He's a sadist. He's an absentee landlord. Worship that never. Better to reign in hell than serve in heaven. Is that it? Why not? You can take every single sex scene out of that movie. You can remove Charlize Theron fucking slicing her throat. And Al Pacino's performance would still make this film the most vulgar thing you have ever seen in your life. (laughs) All I wanted, and I never realized I wanted this until I watched it uh, recently. Um, I wish that they had taken that last, the last part of that last act, the big 20 minute sequence between Al Pacino and Keanu Reeves, where it's it's all just unbroken, you know, for forever. They're just talking to each other and the scenes evolving. If that had just been the whole movie, right? In a giant office at the top of a building and the devil is trying to recruit you and just do the whole movie like that. Alex. <laughs> and I mean, just let the two actors like like that, that would have been awesome. Like you don't yeah. need the rest of the movie doesn't even make sense. Like you have to know because the movie's called The Devil's Advocate that he's the devil going into it or else the first half of the movie doesn't make any sense. And when it comes out that he's actually like a supernatural being, it, it doesn't, it comes out of nowhere. 
and it doesn't oh. relate to anything. And like, it, like the whole movie leads up to, it's like it, it just to pay off this one big scene at the end. I, I just need to jump in there. I need to say this. I call dibs on writing that play. Absolutely. You did. 100%. Yeah. That's going. a Nick Walker play right I, there. It's it. That's fucking brilliant. I would yeah. love to see that. Oh my God. Right. I, would die but what you (laughs) gotta cut is the connie nielsen sex scene in that you gotta cut that way out that thing comes out of nowhere um yeah it's the whole thing it's not really a sex are you talking like at the end when she's like yes when he like plays her on the bed on the desk like but he doesn't actually have sex though they start to and then he turns it's a it's a trick oh my god He's tricking the devil. I hate that scene. <laughs> why, does, why does Al Pacino keep getting hired to play such stereotypical Jewish characters? <laughs> it's his yell. It's his scream. It's that You're an absentee landlord. What is going on in The Merchant of Venice and then in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? This is an Italian man. Stop. Yeah. Hiring him to like it's Schwarz. I, I just I'm not even Jewish and I find it very offensive. It's pretty incredible <laughs> that he has been hired to play several These Jews. These guys are good. <laughs> <laughs> like he's, he's just so crazy. It's, it's amazing. I mean, I will say though, Al Pacino's performance is vul- is absolutely the most vulgar thing. Second place only to Delroy Lindo's uncredited <laughs> performance as the goddamn witch doctor. Do we remember this? Oh my God. Character? Where he's like in the basement, like cutting chicken heads and like speaking gibberish. It is, if you don't, I if you it's just oh too much. God. It's so it's way too much. The whole movie's way too much. And again, it doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense. Cause the movie doesn't even start playing with like biblical nods and no. stuff like that until, until a while into it. When it's because yeah. it's supposed to be right, the premise of the movie being uh, he's going to work for like this law firm that only defends guilty people, which is a cool concept, right? And it's run by the devil. Like as an elevator pitch, that's fucking amazing. Um, as a movie, you don't know any of that until you're almost t- done the movie. That like that's the whole point of what you're watching. Yeah, uh, and sort of throw random voodoo stuff in, and like it just comes out of nowhere. Oh my god, it was so. And then Jeffrey it's Jones. Amazing. Pre, yeah, pre scandal is in there. Uh, you know, pre his Yeah, but I mean, so in terms of Keanu in this uh and we don't need to spend too much more time on it, but but I think I think it really shows um cuz he does have range here, right? And he's 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 wild-eyed and a little bit, you know, pretty boy hollow, but he's also got passion about stuff and and you see in his face uh the he doesn't know what to do. Right. I feel like that's what really what an actor needs to be able to portray is is conflict, inner conflict, he does, uh, which which he does. He does portray inner conflict. I will say, though, I think I think that what I love about about this movie, I think that I think that, OK, looking at his performance in The Matrix. Right. Um, this I think that Matrix doesn't happen without this movie. Um and I'll tell you why, because I, th- I feel I like Constantine does either. I'm the guy. Well, and, and here's, here's, here's the thing. He, you know, this movie comes at the, at the point in his career where, you know, every, every leading person actor 
gets this in their career when they are paired up with the with the with the heavy right mm-hmm. it's like it's like the younger the younger up and coming it's it's you know michael b jordan had it with creed um and sylvester stallone like you you pair the younger one up with the older one and like they have like a it's like them going head to head and it's very exciting for the audience to see like the new generation and the older generation batted out you know and mm-hmm. this is this is his first foray into that um and he you know he al pacino runs away with this movie and there's no way that any actor can wrangle it back um but this i think that dealing with this you know what amazing preparation for when you truly are the centrifuge of your own mm-hmm. film being the matrix right where it it's truly the keanu show and the and the 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 universe spins around him um and and the one thing i will say about that performance is watch it again matrix he is grounded like i i gotta say for for all of his like i know kung fu like like that shit like it is actually a really grounded performance like that's the only way i can describe it like you're like yeah i follow you exactly like we're saying he is that 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 you know average joe who just happens to look like a greek god um you know but but we want to follow him and 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 it works and i think that whatever you know, kind of ill fit that this movie may have had. Um, mm-hmm. You know, m- I, I wonder if it prepared him for the matrix because that, that was a different actor to me in the, you know, two right. years later, a completely different it's actor. Only two, two years. Yeah. Matrix is matrix is 99. Hmm. Yeah. And this was 97. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I would not disagree with that. So De- devil's advocate. I love it. It's just, and it's a pretty yeah. bad movie too. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, go, go like watch it. This is some pitch. All this. You must need me pretty bad. What do you want? Well, Eddie was right. I want you to take over the firm. You and your sister. Is that it? No. She's ovulating right now. What? Your vanity is justified, Kevin. Your seed is the key to a new future. Your son is going to sit at the head of all tables, my boy. He's going to set this whole thing free. You want a child? I want a family. The Antichrist. <laughs> whatever drunk and awful so sarah yeah. so sarah yeah cue us up let us uh you know tell us you know describe describe your movie to us uh and let's see if we can guess it um you know by by how you describe this film. Now, now which movie are which choice are we talking about right now please forgive me so it, i'm you, a wonderful you, wife i'm a great partner gif you are you are what are we, what are we talking about Give us, give us like your prime Keanu. Like when you think of the Keanu movie, Keanu movie that gives you the most joy. What is that movie? Des- describe the opening of that film, and then we can talk about the honorable mentions and the one, you know, the ones that that are like right below there, or maybe like right on par with that. But like, what is? What okay, is- so not not my favorite Keanu Reeves performance, but like the quintessential quote unquote Keanu. Essence. Based on based on all the stuff we've talked about today, where like yeah, what is what is the Keanu 
the Keanu movie for you? Yeah. What is the Keanu movie? Oh, I can't choose. It's I I have it down to two, but I'll, which one? Okay. Which one do I'll, you think we would want to talk about more? <laughs> I'm not even sure if you've seen this, but I I, I okay. So oh, I think I know what it is. <laughs> um. I kind of gave it away already, but the, <laughs> the movie starts with like, like, like a xylophone type of situation, <laughs> um, very festive music, and you see um, images of pizza going across the screen. Jesus Christ. <laughs> of pizza? Nope, not what I thought. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> And then, Sarah, you got it. And then, and then you see um, a very tan Kevin Klein flirting with a sea of women, yeah. um, and you see the fabulous Tracy Ullman and River Phoenix uh, have banter. The movie is the. Uh, tell us the title because it's. I mean, the movie. I the movie is of course. I love, love you. I love you to death. Now my cousin Marlon. Of course I do. How are you, Marlon? What? This is this is actually my this is my favorite Keanu Reeves performance. It also does kind of align with um, what I think the quintessential Keanu. What even other people would think of the Keanu Reeves essence? Again. Um, a huge reason why I'm such a fan of Keanu Reeves is he has more range than most people think. If we're gonna waste the dude, we ought to get paid for it, man. That's the American way, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're not communists here, you know. We're Americans, we got a right to make a living. He's, again, he has very good comedic timing. He's hilarious. Like there's Bill and Ted's excellent adventure where he's just doing comedy. But this movie in particular, he's he's acting opposite William Hurt most of the time, and they are just being utter clowns. But it it truly is some hilarious work. Um, and you know, if we're going to talk a little bit about his range, it's just like he in every single performance that he has, he always subtly inserts comedy. He subtly inserts um, romance. Like he is the rom-com. He's done rom-com. He's done romantic tragedy. And he always does squeeze in a little bit of leading man uh, mm. energy. But regardless, it's, it's I love you to death. It's just let me, so let me, good. Let me it's jump in so on this for good. a second. Let me jump in. I've never even heard of this movie. You should, you should watch it. I mean, it's very, it's like, it's like straight it's not up. great, but it's, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like an early 90s. Like black it's, comedy. Yeah. It's, but, but this is, I just want to, this is something that, that I just want to be clear about with Sarah's choices of film and Sarah, what Sarah looks for. Cause it's something that, that is very unique, I think, to you, Sarah, where you, it, it's, it's hard to describe. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that one thing that you really love in a performance are idiosyncrasies. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I feel like one thing that makes you laugh or like it, it's almost because the things that make you laugh sometimes are things that I don't even know if they are like just watching them. 
I don't know if they are intentional on the actor's part. Like, I don't know if, do you know what I mean? Like, cause they're just, they're like these behavioral things that happen that like, like maybe are studied things, but I, they're just so natural sometimes that I don't know if they are. And like, like it's very much like, just like, I've just noticed that that is something that you love is and, and, and find hilarious or like the little, idiosyncrasies of people so like it's not even like there are lines in this movie like the experience of watching this movie with sarah there are lines <laughs> in the movie that are very funny like that truly to truly land and sarah will laugh at some of those lines but it's more like the awkward looks that like william hurt and keanu reeves chair <laughs> sarah just like will go into peals of laughter for like five ten minutes about like about these little idiosyncrasies and i think that that is am i correct in saying that like that is something that is in this movie I, that is something that i do love in, mo in in a lot of things in in this particular performance i think there i think there might be less idiosyncrasies that you think i laugh at than uh you might think um Fair. because Fair. because these two comedic performances are very very choreographed very very clean uh very very funny um i think it's less i think it's less improvisational um, and like, I think there was less room for those wild natural moments. I do laugh at Joan, um, Joan Clowright. I, I think that's her name, her little moments and River Phoenix's little like idiosyncrasies in this film. But Keanu Reeves, that's a clean performance. It's a clean, hilarious, consistent, comedic performance. You took a taxi. How could you do that? What's wrong with that? You came here to kill Joey. So what? Also, it's generally not considered a very good idea to take a taxi to the scene of a crime. Hey, man, look, be cool, okay? I mean, you know, the dude's only a taxi driver. So, could you set up the plot? Set up the plot of this movie for us. So, yeah, I want to know what's it about. Yeah. So, it's it's kind of based on a on on true events, but um, Kevin Klein plays um, an Italian immigrant. He lives, I forget, I think that. I think they're in California, um, but he owns a pizza place. He is married to Tracy Ullman's character, who's doing a flawless American accent. Um, and he is a serial cheater. Kevin Klein cheats on his wife like crazy, and she has no idea. But like River Phoenix plays her friend who's low-key in love with her. And he's like, you don't see that your husband is cheating on her. And the amazing Joan Flower, I, I think that's her name, plays her, her mother, um, so, um, Tracy Ullman tries to kill Kevin Klein, um, mm. because she feels utterly made a fool of, um, so she tries to kill him a couple of times with the help, with the help of her mom and River Phoenix's character, it doesn't work. And then, um, and then they end up hiring these two ridiculous clowns <laughs> to kill Kevin Klein. Who are, uh, who are Keanu and Hurt? Who, who are Keanu Reeves and William Hurt. And they're just utter messes and they end up they end up shooting him in the head and like in the heart but it, oh takes, my God. For, it takes forever because they're so stoned <laughs> <laughs> um and like kevin klein doesn't die <laughs> it's just like this whole thing it's a ridiculous Jesus. film but it's it's amazing i recommend people watch it <laughs> And it makes sense to me that you would be drawn to a movie about a woman trying to kill her husband. That, <laughs> something about that. Alex, just we works. have been having this conversation for the past two days. Everybody thinks I'm going to kill Nick. Literally, everybody I know thinks I'm going to murder my husband one day. Like they think. But in reality, it's going to be me because you've asked me to do it for you. 
And I yeah, I mean, that. someone else is going to take the fall. It's going to, yeah, you know, no, yeah. no one, no one will think of you. We'll live happily. Want to be clear. You heard it here first. Exactly. Folks. You heard it If Nick ends up dead, you know oh why. I'm dead. The, ex- the extent to which I would botch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Be, like, be like the lady killers of Tom. He Hanks. was he was bludgeoned seventeen times, and he's he's like burned somehow on his leg. Like what happened here? I don't, but that but that's I mean that's kind of boat involved. Sarah, isn't that the part that is true that they like actually did shoot this man in the head and he did survive? Yeah, because um, in one of the previous assassination attempts, um, Tracy Holman and her and her mom in the movie put a whole bunch of sleeping pills into spaghetti sauce. <laughs> So he eats all the spaghetti with sleeping pills in it. It slows down the bleeding. And that's why he doesn't die from the gunshot to the head and the gunshot to the chest. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's just so ridiculous. It's, it's, but, uh, but I do understand. I do understand what you're talking about. And, and it's, you know, yeah, it, it, watch it. I'd be very interested to see what you think, Alex. Like, it, you know, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's a very, is it, I mean, is it, so Emily is not super into like, really violent or gory it's like, not there, no it's no i would not say. anything like that no no not at all it's it's a very it's okay. a very light kind of dark okay uh, comedy yeah, school what school man you know pledge allegiance oh yeah hand over your heart yeah right i, I pledge, pledge allegiance to, to the flag of the united states, states of america, america and to the republic and under to the one invisible nation nations under god whose spacious god skies and amber and graves of liberty for all would d- deliver us from freedom harlan what i can't watch this man but if if I may, just so I don't go too on, just so, just so I don't go on and on on your lovely podcast, that is my favorite and quintessential Keanu Reeves performance. But I just have some quick honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Um, Keanu Reeves' work in My Own Private Idaho and his work in The Gift. These are two really, really um, surprising. Is the I Gift think. the Katie Holmes movie? Um, it's with Kate. I, I, yes, I think Katie Holmes. I'm gonna look it up so so we can make sure we, you know, we already we already I already fucked up. Exactly. Campbell, so or was see. it? Um, but anyway, it's it's with uh, Kate Blan- Kate Blanchett plays this kind of fortune teller woman and Katie Holmes, who's, yes. yeah, who's from the south. And I think I think Keanu Reeves plays Katie Holmes's husband. Yeah. It's and directed he, by Sam Raimi. Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah. It's good. I I I think I remember Katie Holmes for for different reasons. Oh, 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 oh. Jesus Christ! Is there like a nude yeah, scene? Fine. Yeah, this, I think so. God damn it, Alex! Well, maybe don't. Maybe go back to. It was like it was like Pete. It was like just post Dawson's Creek. I was like eleven. Of course, I'm gonna remember that. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Terrifying. Um, Sorry, I'm a terrible person. Yes, you are. But but anyway, so in in the gift, Keanu Reeves plays. Um, a, a wife-beating, very violent, bigoted husband. Uh, and this is a performance that I don't think people would realize is in his wheelhouse. And he does, he does a, a, a good job. And again, his work in My Own Private Idaho, it's very, very yeah. uh, nuanced. Yeah, it's very, very nuanced and quiet, but there is a lot going on behind his eyes. And the relationship between him and Little mm-hmm. in that movie is truly, truly beautiful. 
Um, so yeah. I really, I really encourage people to see both of those movies before they're just like, this guy can't act. And he's only, he's just only incredibly one note. Just like, no, he, he's really right. not like not, not a lot of people can, can do what he's done in his career. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah can I ask you this? When, um, when Keanu was on the ground and could not fire at Bodhi and instead chose to fire into the air, you know, screaming. Um, uh, Bodhi, of course, played by the late, great Patrick Swayze. What was behind his eyes then? His eyes were squeezed shut because he was screaming. He was screaming. He was screaming. His, his, his eyes were squeezed shut very tight. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That, That's what was going on behind his eyes. Ah! <laughs> he was heartbroken. He didn't want to hurt his friend. A great ass! <laughs> now if you want if you want a nice uh early keanu like i think this is pre bill and ted this is probably why they gave him bill and ted uh he played the older siblings boyfriend in babes in toyland yeah have you ever seen babes in toyland with little no. drew barrymore we're talking yeah. like eating drew barrymore in babes in toyland uh, where he like, they're all in the car singing like CINCI singing about Cincinnati in the car in a mm-hmm. snowstorm. It's like a very wholesome kids movie. And then he's like the prince who like, whatever. Uh, it's like a wizard of wizard of Oz, you know, dream sequence kind of movie. Um, and he is so positive. He's so, cause usually Keanu's got that, like, there's like a, a darkness around it, right? There's like a fog of, of anxiety that goes into what he's doing. Um, and this movie is just so wholesome and Keanu is so, cause it's a kid's movie. So it's way over the top. His emotions go over the top and you could tell he's probably high the whole time. It, it's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal fun movie as, as I remember it from, you know, being very little and having it on VHS, but uh, yeah, babes in Toyland, watch it. Oh my God. I haven't seen that in so long. He, he, does, so bring, long. he does bring a certain innocence. To, especially he when he was younger, I think that's why he got. I think that's why he was so good in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure because these were two people who you knew, you know, wouldn't hurt a fly. But mm-hmm. I, I think that's also why he got cast in in Dangerous Liaisons as the character that he did get cast as. He was the one who set the plot to right, so to speak. He was the moral one, uh, and that was right. for Bill and Ted as well. Um, it's all because of Babes in Toyland. It all goes back to Babes. It all goes Toyland. back to Babes in Toyland. I will say one of the things I do love about Keanu Reeves um, is, is, you know, I I love that, you know, especially in today's day and age where it's like so many actors, I think, fall into this trap of, you know, putting themselves out there in a way where it's, you know, you, you have just as much of a, of a social, you know, gossip presence as you do an acting career. Um, Keanu has never quite, at least, at least as, as much as I've seen, especially like in this later you know, half of his career has never. Oh my, my uh, my headphone just fell out. Nope. Good job, asshole. Thanks, baby. What Love you. Um, God. He's never he's never quite fallen into that, and he's always been. Um, you know, he is he is famous for donating to several charities. Um, I know uh his sister uh 
had a battle with leukemia and he founded a cancer foundation. He also, he, he builds motorcycles. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he, he volunteers at charities. Um, I mean, he's, you know, he's had his fair share of tragedy in his life. Oh yeah. yeah. He, he's, you he, know, he he's, he's been through he really a lot has. and it's, he's a gen, he just seems like a genuine guy. Kind yeah, person. You know, like, yeah. here. I, the, yeah. the one that I love hearing about is, is he was on, uh, a flight that got brought down because of snow or something like that early. They had to land early and it was like, an hour from their destination. And so he hired a bus to drive everybody on the flight the rest of the way. It was like a commercial flight and and to get everybody there, he paid to have buses take everybody the rest of the way. Well, and he like, he, he, I mean, and he, that's kind of how I'm looking at this quote here talking about how he views money. And he says he, he's been quoted as saying money is the last thing I think about. I could live on what I've already made for the next few centuries. So he just gives it, he understands that this is, you know, it like it's all. It almost seems like he just believes that when you get this, you you give it back, you give it to people, yeah. and you and you help people, and that's that is something that very, you know, it's, it's a very rare thing, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I just love that that is uh that is who he is, and and uh, I you know don't know him from Adam, but he just seems Keanu. You seem like an awesome freaking person. So thank you for everything you do out there, man. You're cool. You're cool. I saw him once in real life. It was pretty, it was, I had a, I had a really intense fangirl moment. Me and him both saw the same closing performance of the Seagull, Kristen Scott Thomas, uh, Zoe Kazan, um, uh, Peter, Peter Starsgard, I think was in it as well. Um, The last performance was a Sunday matinee. And I remember I was in line I asked the guy in front of me, I was just like, is this the right line for ticket holders? And it was Paul Dano. (laughs) His girlfriend was playing Mosh and he's like, oh yeah, I think so. I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks, Paul Dano. Thank you so much, Paul Dano. And then all of a sudden I hear the most intense cough I've heard in my life. It was like, like, oh, (laughs) <laughs> and like I look to my left and I see Keanu Reeves just like like amazing kind of power walking to the door. He he looks very put together, but he has really, really bad cough. And I think he might have been like limping a little bit. I don't think he was feeling that well that day. Right. But he had like he was seeing this performance. He was like in the he was in the, either the first or the second row. And I remember just um, at the top of the show, but especially during uh, intermission, loads of people came up to him to like talk to him or get his autograph. And that doesn't usually happen very often when you see actors like just in the audience at New York theater, usually people leave them alone, but he was very gracious and very kind. And I remember him giving each person like a lot of genuine time and attention. And I was just like, man, yeah. I hope, I hope your cough improves, Mr. Reese. <laughs> I love I love when people do that. It was you know who you know who did that that I was actually like and I shouldn't have been shocked because this I've actually heard this several times. Um, uh, Zach Efron. Oh yeah, yeah. He he came backstage at Hamilton and he was like true. I mean, I didn't meet him, but I like I I I just saw him like he I was going out. He was coming in. He was like, hey man, that was great. That was so and like like truly was like going up to people and like talking to them and asking them questions and like truly 
just like I just love that. I love when somebody is yeah. that big and can still be genuine. That just makes me yeah, a, a so friend happy. of mine is a producer on his recent show. Uh, something like like Zach Efron oh, yeah, yeah. trying to kill Zach or try to kill Zach Efron. So he was a, a producer on that. So he was telling me how they were in Southeast Asia somewhere, and they actually had to um, they had to fly him back to the states. Like he literally almost died doing it. Like he oh. had a medical helicopter fly him back to the United States in an emergency it was pretty pretty oh my nuts God. yeah uh, but he's but he, you know i asked him a little bit about about efron he said yeah he's just like the nicest dude ever that's awesome oh it's good to know that some celebrities nick are dick holes yeah just big dick holes i mean so tell me if you find one man you hate to see it you hate you to know, see it you hate to see him go that way but uh you know some of us are just not celebrities we're just guys oh. out here in the world, you know, trying to make it, trying to make it work day by day. Thank you for being a friend. Uh, anyway, you know what I mean? Uh, Sarah, you are a gem and a, a light in this universe. Uh, Why do you keep saying thank you for being a friend? Because <laughs> it just what? reminds me. Is this a thing? Is this like a, <laughs> is this a thing of yours? Like you just, you always go back to the golden girls when you're, when you're hosting this particular podcast. <laughs> I just thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a friend. I, you know, I, I think I am in a Golden Girls mood today. Okay. Um, I don't know what that's about, but we I'll, did I'll, watch I'll... the Star Wars holiday special. I forced you to watch the Star yes, Wars holiday special with me the other day, and Beatrice Arthur has a song in it, starring Beatrice Arthur, Harvey <laughs> Corman, <Harvey> Corman. <laughs> Je- Jefferson Airplane, <laughs> and, and, and introducing Boba Fett. <laughs> and oh, Diane, so really, and Diane so really quick, then. So I assume you guys caught up on Mandalorian. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Let's just really like the whole thing that Disney has set out now. Uh, so I, I don't want to give any spoilers because it's still, it's still. No, fuck just, we got to We got to say, we got to say this. All right, turn I, it off now if you haven't watched yeah, the last episode. Watched it. Of Mandalorian, I want to ask you your opinion, Alex. I know what I know what me and Sarah have been talking about. So here's um, our question. Yeah, do you think? that season three is just Boba Fett or is no, it? No, no, no. Did you, did you see the, did you see the post-credit sequence? Did no, you see yes. That? But that's what we're wondering. Yeah. We're, no, that, it's his, it's his own show. It's his own show. So, so Boba Fett is going to be its own show. Okay. So is my understanding of what it is. They wouldn't just, they wouldn't just not have Mandalorian season three. See, that's um, what you think, but I'm also no, like, because I mean, Disney just they just came out with this whole slate of shows, right? Like they just announced 18 different Marvel and Star Wars TV shows. Uh, I think Boba Fett's one of them. My concern with this um, is that is that Boba Fett is now an old fat man. Stop. <laughs> Stop like it. this is not this is not the cool gangster bounty hunter from the 70s. Uh, who was going to, you could believe would roll around and be a badass. This is somebody who doesn't fit in the suit anymore, who also has shown you that he's a good guy, right? He has taken off his helmet and proved that he's actually a genuine human being with emotions and is a person and not just a walking suit of bounty hunter armor, uh, which is what Bilbo Fett was up until a couple episodes of Mandalorian ago um, when they kind of reintroduced him or like, they all of a sudden they just added this depth that he had never had before. Uh, my concern with an entire show based around this person is like, they've set it up to, for him to be like the new job of the hut. <laughs> and I just don't think that it doesn't feel like that's who he is. Well, 
Okay, Sarah, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, right off the bat, we see that, like, we see him sit on that throne, but they they completely do away with any sort of slavery. So we, we, we do know there are some morals there. We do know he does have a strict right. code because I, I, I do think you, you can't you can't have a Boba Fett show without exploring the dark side. And I think something that they did keep is that like he's he's real good at blowing shit up. You know, like he's really, really good at that. He and I think he I think right. they went out of their way to show that he likes it. So I, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, I think there's going to be a lot to work with in terms of yes, this is a man of honor and he has a very specific code, but it is mm. his code. You know what I mean? So I think that's going to be fun to kind of like. Is he into sex slavery? No. Does he honor his agreement? <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, will he blow right. you up? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I guess it's I, interesting because, like, yeah, well, we, we, we don't, you know, because we, all we ever saw of him was he never spoke. He just showed up to be badass for a few minutes and then supposedly died, but actually didn't die. So, like, it kind of is a blank slate, and I'm just hopeful that that it goes the right way. That they I, think, um, I think they will. I think I, – I don't think that – I think that what's wonderful is you set this up. Again, you know, I was reminded of this when I – you know, watching this episode – um you know, we are so used to the morality of the Jedi and of the Skywalker clan that we forget that like these people don't exist in that moral spectrum. So like while they are making choices that like to us in the context of the Mandalorian seem like, oh, they're good people. They're still, they're not rebels and they're not empire. Like they just exist in this middle ground. And so I think that Because, like, when Luke came in, that's what I was struck by. I was like, oh, yeah, Luke. And I was telling this to Sarah. Like, we've been so used to watching, the you know, Mando and and Bo-Katan and all these people fight that when you put them up against Luke Skywalker, like, you you all of a sudden remember, oh, yeah, Luke is actually a whole other level of badass. Yeah, right. And that I think is is kind of the fun space that these people get to like. It, I think I think honestly, what I, I was I just had this thought. I think what John Favreau and Dave Filoni have done so successfully, if you look at all of these TV shows, you you have literally built a Star Wars TV universe of like all mm-hmm. Han Solo clones. They are all coming right. from the Han Solo <laughs> archetype. Like every single person is straight up like playing with that like rogue who maybe has a heart of gold. That is every single person on in the show. Like even Ahsoka Tano, who yeah. like you know like is you know like the most Jedi of all, is also like the Jedi don't exist anymore. It's even like everyone's in that moral gray space. So I think you can with every one of these characters. There's a lot more modern than yeah. when, than I mean, A New Hope is so patronizingly a like moralistic. Yes, it's just yes. good versus evil, like so simplistic in all in all of yeah, that. So it is nice to see them have gray because yeah. TV is so good at gray, right? They've got the time to explore it. Yeah. yeah. And that's- I think that's where we're going to live. So can can we talk really quickly about Michael Bean and Michael Bean's acting choices? Oh yeah, let's talk. In, in the Rosario Dawson episode, I was I was kind of bewildered because yeah, you were very like, upset the entire time. It's just like this. Okay, that that is Michael Bean. That is Kyle Reese. That is the father of the revolution. You know what I'm saying? And Michael Bean. I don't know where. 
he made those choices from. He's just some dude who's following orders and he tries to shoot Mando. But I have orders. Time, I gotta follow orders. I got orders, but the whole time he's just making like. I he, did not realize that that's who that character was. That was that's Michael Bean. In the Ahsoka Bean. episode? Yeah, yes. that's, that's Michael Bean. Yeah, that's the actor. Yes. Wow. That yeah, it didn't, it didn't click when I was watching it. I know I recognized him from somewhere. I just kind of brushed it off. He was doing this weird voice and he just looked so bored the entire time. Yeah. I, mean, I was I, I was very happy to see him in this show, but I was just like, what? What is this man yeah, doing? It did seem like he was trying like a laid back. Because like, no, I mean, looking at his work before, do you mean like, I, I, I'm thinking of Tombstone. I'm thinking of Termin. Like, this is a guy who can, in fact, act. Like, really. Oh, yeah, yeah. He made some out-of-the-box choices in this episode, which I think is why, you know, he he had such a successful career. And I respect it, but I was just like, what's going on, Michael Bean? He was very laid back. Super, super laid back. Incredibly laid back. <laughs> Incredibly, uh, almost, 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 almost undetectably laid back. <laughs> His work was almost imperceptible to the human eye <laughs> and ear. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, Sarah. I think it's. I think you're right, and I I, I am excited for the uh, for the for the Star for like the new Star Wars universe. I think this is. I think this is exactly. Yeah. The you, you know what be. moment it was? And we're going way beyond. I assume if people don't want to hear about this, then they could have yeah, turned it off already. Thinking. So we can just keep going. Um, <laughs> the one moment in the last episode between all of the stuff, the Luke Skywalker reveal, the Boba Fett. The one thing that really gave me, that made me happy and gave me confidence that they were in the right place from a storytelling perspective was the Alderaan conversation. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Where they finally, because that's always been the thing, right? Is like, wait a minute, like they just blew up a, the Death Star where there's like, there's a lot of people living on there who had nothing to do with any of this. And they're celebrating the murder of all these people. It has always been like the running joke, right? Because the original movies were so more, so black and white. It was like, okay, we defeated evil. What blowing the Death Star up means we defeated evil. So to see a character in that universe actually say, You killed millions of people on that station. Like my friends were on that station. There were families on that station. Like you celebrated it. You were dancing in the streets because of this. Like that that felt more than anything like the setup for where this is all gonna go. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and I think that that was a. Th I think that sadly, and Sarah, you brought this up uh, today. That was a theme that I think Ryan Johnson was trying to explore mm -hmm. in the Last Jedi. Right. But I, I, but maybe the movie, maybe it just wasn't the vehicle. Now, here's a question I do have for you, Alex. Uh, yes. And me and Sarah have talked about this. When the hell are they going to stop with this de aging bullshit? This oh, deep that was that was really disappointing. I was and like um, it, they had me until he took off the hood, and I was like, and I mean, I was still affected. I mean, and, and this we, says this says to me, okay, Luke Skywalker will not be a character yeah. on the show then at all. If they at had all. brought it in, if they had found somebody who looked like him, and very it's obviously with the black stand. and the hand, like somebody who could be Luke Skywalker, have him show up because that says, hey, next season, this is like somebody that we're gonna play with now. This is gonna show yeah. up. Uh, but this way we know he's going to remain this mythic character, even though they've, you know, it's, it, and it looks terrible. It just looks God. It looks bad. It looks bad. The first, you know, like when, when he takes his hood off and he didn't say one word, he looked very good. You know, he looked good. He looked yeah, good. He did. 
I feel I, I'm not sure about, you know, the technology. I, I was thinking it would have been cool if they had the reveal of him from the front and then the rest of the scene could have been him maybe in profile. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It, it would have added right. a really cool tone, but it just wouldn't have looked so terrible. I'm not sure if the side view, you know, requires more muscle work. I, I do not know. But um, that that did not look good. It really no, did I, not look good. But, and, and it's interesting because, you know, when it did look good and, uh, you know, so Peyton Reed directed this, who, uh, you know, is the director of the Ant-Man uh, part of the franchise of the MCU. Um, I will say the the only time I've seen de-aging that I was like, ooh, that actually looks great was freaking Michael Douglas in Michael Ant-Man Douglas 1. In that yeah. first one was like, holy shit. Oh my as God. Far, as far great. as it goes, I mean, I think the Irishman's the only one who's that's really pulled it off and they didn't really they pull did it off not, dude they did not we got it okay it's about Sidebar. as good as it can get no dude here's the irishman no. was proof to me okay here's the and we talked about this the issue with the oh. irishman uh was that like like you had it really i will say they pulled it off maybe for the scenes when they're supposed to be in like their late 40s early 50s right maybe the scenes when he's supposed to be in like his twenties, thirties, and yeah. is supposed to have the body of a thirty-year-old man, and is like hobbling around. <laughs> it was. It literally just looked wrong. It just. It just was, at that point. It was like just. Just hire a different actor. Like it's too much. Right. It doesn't work. Um. That's and right. they tried. And they. And I. God bless them for trying. And and you know. And obviously, all those actors are just incredible. And we want to see them on screen as much as we can. But um. Yeah. I. I did not think the Irishman was success. I thought it was a. It was a grand experiment that failed grandly. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. But Michael Douglas to me in Ant Man, I thought that was. I thought that was like Chef's kiss. Great. Oh, it was just, so shiny. It was, it was, it was very shiny, you know, and they, and it was almost good in Captain Marvel. I was, I was impressed by Captain Marvel. Cause I was like, Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Like, I mean, you're having to work with this guy to like get him back to, you know, his Pulp Fiction days and for, and sustain it for an entire film. Um, and they kind of did like, I was kind of like, okay. Um, but yeah, Michael Douglas, yeah. you know, I, who knows that I, I think we just need to let this go. And find more like we accept that Mark Hamill is now very you know is much older, um, and he played a character that will forever be iconic. What makes it weird too is like we've seen him old now in the movies. Like in that universe, we know what old Luke Skywalker looks like. Yeah. So now we have old Luke Skywalker, we have young Luke Skywalker, and we have young CGI Luke Skywalker. Yeah, you know yeah. it. It it adds an element to Luke that we didn't really. I don't know. It's like after (laughs) after Return of the Jedi, he just got really on his skincare. He started getting all of these moisturizers, and his skin just like as he got more powerful with the the Force, the the shine, the sheen of his skin also got more powerful. Moisturized. That is the moisturized the, jedi the topical power of the force mm-hmm. guys what, what would you guys have done many chlorians right there all up in his oh, face. yeah what what would you guys have done if this dark cloaked figure makes his way through the star destroyer green lightsaber in hand destroying dark troopers every left and right opens the the sh- blast shield doors 
Pedro Pascal standing there ready to fire at him. Guy takes off his hood and it's Al Pacino. (laughs) (laughs) What? What What a flight! (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I think this is like the nerdiest (laughs) episode that we've ever done. I think this is Uh, it. I like like the whole getting the movie movie choice stuff out of the way so we can just talk about Star Wars for 15-20 minutes. That's really what the episode's about. But uh, but yeah, <laughs> let's 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 spare them. Let's wrap it up and spare them because the, we'll oh just talk all about the shit. But uh, oh, Sarah, you are amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being a friend. I got it in. Uh, uh, thank you, thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. You're the best. Um, You're the best, guys. Please, you know, uh, as we as we close in on the light at the end of the tunnel with this pandemic um you know please please take care of yourselves please do the research please um you know look into these vaccines uh you know it is it is a real pandemic and these are real vaccines so please please read up uh and 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 own this knowledge for yourself um so that you can you can be uh you know like right you know really we are we are we are approaching uh, what can hopefully be a, a new era of this thing? So let's let's stay in there and and uh, and stay safe, everybody. You know, stay safe. Good good words, good thoughts. Thanks, buddy. All right, guys, we will see you soon. Have a great day. Little Justin, little Justin, little Justin. Fuck yeah. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway. Podcast Network to tell you about the Rise Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. Rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.